This is Halftime with the Playmakers, your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, that airs on WANM FM 90.5 from 12.30 to 2 p.m. I am your host, Jeffrey Hood Jr. It feels great to be back on the mic, but we have some amazing topics, some interesting topics at that going on right now. And to help me with these topics, I have some amazing guys in the studio with me. Slim Trimming the Cut, Michael Trump Jr. from the city beautiful Orlando, Florida. How's everybody doing today? Great. What's going on? It's Jay Scott, the freshman on campus, repping the 813. Trim, you speak much yourself in third person, bro. I'm still not sure how to feel about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like your intro, though. About time, instead of the, what was it like? I Michael Trim. Yeah, I am Michael Trim, dude, from the city beautiful Orlando. Yeah. No. I, I, I like the new intro, my guy. I like the new intro. Let's hop into it, fellas. We got some baseball going on, softball here at FAMU, as well as baseball here at FAMU. So I just want to get your perspective on the first couple games they just took on. What you guys' thoughts on it, and how far do you see both of these teams going? So I know as with most FAMU sports, you start off the season with your out-of-conference schedule. So those are going to be your tougher games this season. As of right now, softball isn't looking hot, but Granted, their games that they've played this season against, they had a series against Florida State, had a series against Texas Tech. You know, those are part of your growing pains that you you go through as a program. They still look good. They're out there competing. Some of those games, especially against Texas Tech, later in that series were more competitive. On the baseball side, they played Eastern Illinois University. I thought they looked good the first two games. You know, it's, it's hard to beat the same team three times in a row. So starting off two and one, it's not bad. Some of these batting averages look pretty decent to open up the season, especially from Jalen Niles. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the baseball team so far. You, Mark? Yeah, I'd have to agree with Jalen. I like what I'm seeing from the baseball team. I caught a couple of their games last year, got some footage of them. The guys, they really... They, they play really well together, and I like some of the vets from last year returned, like uh, Joseph Pierre, and he came back. I believe uh, Jalen Niles, he came back as well. Mm-hmm. Ty Jackson. So those guys, I would keep a lookout, and I would keep a lookout for them to make a huge impact uh, this season. For baseball, I'm really excited because last year, I said, I, mean, I believe I said last, last semester, I said that these guys can go far, even make the tournament, and they did. And when they made it, everybody that didn't really kill with them was surprised, but still rooting on for them. I was like... I had a good feeling it was going to be there. And just the returning players that are coming back now, I feel like they could possibly win a win a game in the tournament outside of SWAC, you know, take care of business in the SWAC tournament. Yeah. And then, and then go out still. to the NCAA tournament and actually win a game. I think they got the experience. They got their feet wet. They're like, okay, this is how it's going to look now. So when we get in there, we have a good shot. We know what it's going to look like as far as competition. So I feel like these fellas can come back again come back stronger than ever and for the softball team i feel like this is just a little it's, it's heavy hitters i mean you got yeah, florida I mean, state charlotte, charlotte texas, texas tech, tech but Indiana then gardner Webb, like they open up against some some good teams but, but now we ease out to swag play we got alcorn state mm-hmm. we got tennessee states out of swag but we still got some hbc competition because it's the hbc classic i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah so i mean at least they got their Feathers ruffle, just got a feeling like, okay, this is how we're going to look. This is how these top premier teams look like. So now we play our own competition. We have a chance to really like mark our mark on them, just how other people did to us. So I'm I'm pleased and with like them I right said, that's, that's part of every programs here at FAMU. You have to go through those growing pains against those tougher teams, and it sets you out for success throughout the season. I mean, look at the football team. They opened up with a few HBCUs, but they had to play USF, and that in itself gave them their only loss of the season, and it elevated them as in a competition sense to go out and compete against those other teams that they have on their schedule. And win a championship. Exactly. I like it so far. I feel like both teams 
baseball, I'm putting my money on. They're going to win the swag. There should be no excuse this year. Yeah, I agree. Softball, give me give me to mid-March and I can really get a feel for them because I haven't watched a couple games, but I do plan to watch a couple games this year like I did last year with the baseball team. Give me to mid-March to really get a judgment on how far they can really go. That's I want to see, see how they do in this series with the uh, for sure. Classic. Yeah, Grambling in them. Yeah, because for they, sure. they play Alcorn, Grambling, Southern, Tennessee State. So it's, it's a plethora of different opponents and you'll probably see it a different side to see how like the, the grid of this team and see how they can weather out these games out of these four games in that tournament for softball what should be the record leaving out of that tournament i mean i think if you split even it's, it's a it's a pretty good turnout i mean again i gotta watch more of this team uh, see what they're made of but i like a split and even what about you mike so how many games they play four four so Graveland, prairie view southern and who else alcorn alcorn uh yeah i would say two and two two and two is like i'm content with that but mm-hmm. i want to see is see you know i want to see if we can get that three and one or maybe even four and oh if we're like you know really like that i agree with you as well mike now another sport in famu is the track team here track and field team here i've had the pleasure to talk to them a little bit as well as you jalen mm-hmm. and they just came off the 2024 indoor swag championship and they 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 got they handle business like yeah. they said what are your thoughts before I share mine? So I talked to one of their coaches earlier this year when they won the uh, cross country championship. And one of their uh, sayings this year was drive for five. And that means not only competing in the fall and not only bringing some hardware back from there, but going out indoor season, turning it right back around, hitting the ground running, go figure, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and winning. So I know they had some individual awards. Coach Garfield won Women's Coach of the Year. I mean, the Women's 60 Meter Champ, Tiana Brown. And in the 200, Naya Blocker, she set the SWAC indoor, cha- indoor championship record with the 200 time. The Women's Distance Medley Relay brought home some hardware, Women's 4x4. So all around, I think they were competitive and obviously it showed with the championship winning. But you know, I will add on to that. I feel like they're, they're, non, like they're non-competitions as far as the Windy City Tournament, mm-hmm. the, not tournament, but meet as well as the Carolina Carolina uh, Invitational. I feel like that helped them get ready for something like this Absolutely. to handle business. And they've always been they've always made personal goals. And every time they're either breaking their own personal best or they're breaking the school record constantly after a meet. So I'm I wasn't surprised. I wasn't shocked. I I built a good bond with these with these athletes on the team, and I was really pleased and glad to see more in the future. Yeah, big shout out to Anaya Blocker and Brianna Brown Marshall. They both set records, sweat championship records, one for the. 200 and then one for the high jump so big shout out to them and they took down alabama state who's the defending champs that's not an easy thing to do right. for sure but i think coming into the season uh winning the cross country what was it winning cross country the uh, women's cross country right winning, championship, winning yeah. the uh, women's cross country championship and then coming i think that carried over into the track season so i just that's just big congratulations to the girls team like they said they're not stopping and they march 8th i believe they're competing now in the ncaa tournament so they, they have three people that could potentially qualify yeah three yeah. It's, it's no, and they're awesome go getters. And yeah. I, feel, I feel like this is just laying the groundwork for building a powerhouse track program. Absolutely. For sure, for HBCUs, because I remember I talked to the director of the track and field program, and he said every time they go to these big events, whether it's Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC, they just want to show themselves like, hey, we can compete. And I feel like if I'm a kid that was thinking like, oh, I want to go SEC or oh, I want to go Big Ten, and I see FAMU constantly being up there in the top five, top three, I'm like, hey. 
why not why not fam you for once right and i feel like we could potentially get some maybe d1 players that did not really like participate in certain events could come down to us and we just start stacking and be one of that powerhouse in hbcus and there's plenty of athletes from i mean i knew some kids in high school who went to chaminade and their indoor nationals at, a, at adidas and new balances they wear their bags everywhere they carry fam you on their backs wherever they go and so like i said that, that's, a, that's like you sorry like you said mm -hmm. as far as exposure goes I, I really want to see how they compete in the Florida relays because I know that's for a sure. huge track meet in Gainesville. So I'm rooting for the track program all around. For sure. That's another program other than baseball and volleyball. I can really say like they, they're going far. Yeah. They're consistent. Very consistent. But now I feel like going to happen some college basketball. A lot of teams been high. A lot of teams been falling. A lot of players been hot. <clears throat> you heard that, Mike? Nah, Jeremy can't hoop and I ain't going to lie. Oh, okay. <laughs> nah. Just had to make sure. I watched him play in person. He's a bucket. <laughs> oh, but ladies and gentlemen, if you if you heard Mike before this, he was, oh no, he's second round. Oh, I think he's going to go back. Hey. I, this is the first half of the season when he's playing non-conference schedule. When you start struggling non-conference schedule against, what, Eastern Carolina or something like that, like, obviously I'm going to, you he know. He performed against Baylor. You're right. You had to see it for your own eyes. Some people are just like that. Yeah, and I'm like that as well. But hey. But anyways, fellas, we're going to talk about UConn. Now, UConn has been on a killing spree. Nobody seems that they can compete with them in the Big East. But fellas, if you had to put a team against UConn that could potentially beat them, who would it be and why? Man, they have a matchup coming up here with Creighton. Creighton has dominated their series that they played thus far in the season, going into last season. So, and I'm pretty sure they're on the road too. So that's going to be a test for them. I know Marquette is coming up. It's they watched Marquette team. this weekend. They did. But again, it's hard to beat uh, the same team twice. Twice, for sure. And I think they're on the road this time as well. They are. So those are my two teams I think to look out for. But other than that, Kentucky's just been so, I'm not Kentucky, Connecticut has been just been so consistent this season with their rotations, their physicality and playing the ball. They play a lot of good system basketball. They pass the ball, get a lot of open looks. <laughs> Kentucky's a good team. Kentucky. Jeez, man, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Connecticut is a team to beat right now. What do you think, though? If you had to put an ideal team, Mike, ideal team in front of them and say, like, they got a good chance. I say Houston. Small ball Houston? Like, 6'9", Houston but, against Donovan Klingon, 7'2". They got a Cougars. Okay, explain why. Because I think, well, it's in the stats. Houston has the best defense in the league. No, I mean, for sure. That's not the undeniable. League, the, the nation. That's undeniable. And then having LJ Cryer and uh, Jamal Shedd, two guards in the backcourt, defensive guards, they could both be in the, One could be in the running for national player of the year, one could be in the running for defense But we seen LJ cry. I forgot what game it was. It was recent. We seen he was a no-show first right. half. I think it was Kansas. I want to say it was Kansas. He was a no-show first Houston? half. Yes. But, and they lost that Kansas game too. They, yes. Yeah, they lost that Kansas game. But I think, you know, when you get into March, the game starts slowing down. You can get into your set defense and stuff like that. I think that'll really benefit a team, this Houston team specifically, outside of, you know, previous Houston teams of, you know, the past couple years when they were ranked high or seeded high and they couldn't get it done in the tournament, I think this team is, without a doubt, in my opinion, at least an Elite 18 this year. The only problem with Houston is that they have to be able to stop Connecticut's runs because Connecticut's a team that you can't Once let they're get on a run, They are hard to. Because And the thing is, is that even if you miss your shots, they can out-rebound you at defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball and get those runs going. So Houston just can't play from behind. And same thing with Creighton tonight. They, they had that problem earlier on um, this season. And Marquette is going to have to do that because they had that exact same problem 
problem this past weekend with Connecticut. A team I would say is Kansas. Even though Kansas has not been Kansas, I just say that for a simple fact. I want to see Hunter Dickinson versus Donovan Klingon. Mm-hmm. I really do want to see that. Best on best as far as big man goes. Now Zach Eady? Stop it. <laughs> I, 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 I No, don't get me started with Zach Eady. I talked about him on the Playmakers. Please don't get me started with Zach Eady. What's your issue with Zach? I missed that. What's, what's... Zach, okay, this is my thing with Zach Eady. My thing is, yes, he's what? 7'4", seven, 7'3". Basically, he's just picking apples off of a tree. Like, I can easily pick and roll layup. Like, you have to understand, I don't think his game, it's not me being hated, but I I don't really see his game translating to the NBA. Really? No. I mean, outside, outside of possibly the through ball. Because you, 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 like, you got to think now in the NBA, you got to shoot as a big, like, okay, it's bare minimum. You have to shoot. Bare minimum. Or you're not touching that floor. But Jokic was still putting up good numbers in his, in his earlier season without that three ball. But is he Jokic? Can he pass? No, you can't. He can't pass like him. Res- respectfully, though. Respectfully, I think. <laughs> I will say he's still a no. Heck yeah, of a player. he's still heck of a player. But I just I don't see his game translating unless he gets a jumper. Uh, yeah. So you think really like the, the jumper? The new translation for centers in the league is going to be can shooting they shoot that mid range. Can that, they shoot that? Can they spread the floor? Yeah. Because well, Zach Eady. One thing that you do need from your big man is if you can't shoot, you better rim protection to protect the rim. Yeah, yeah. And Eady protects the rim. You see guys like Walker Kessler coming to the league. He made an instant impact. But Walker can shoot! I've seen this firsthand in high school. Walker can shoot. Zach Eady can't school. shoot. <laughs> but it's the league. You I'm saying, high school. but I'm saying though, he's been shooting since high school, so oh, okay. I knew he had a jumper. But to your to your point about protecting the rim, do you think he's more com- comparable not to like a Jokic, but to a, a Gobert, since he has he has the size and the ability to rebound and protect the rim? Yes, but he doesn't have the shot. And I believe, and I and I watching Zach Eady from his throughout his four years, he's gotten more mobile this year than he has been I agree. previous years. Yeah. So I think having him, I think that's why he's getting. That's I still why think he's it translates pretty decently. To the yeah. It depends play. the system too, though. You okay. gotta remember the system because right. they have him going. I think projected 13th or 14th, and I believe yeah. that's either. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. It's it's either it's either the Pelicans for sure at 14. I forgot who's at 13, but I don't. It just, it just depends on the system. If he can translate his game and fit in that system, I feel like he's fine. If let's say he gets drafted to like an Atlanta, they get an interior presence to man their defense because they're a terrible defense team. Then you slide. But you got the, comp- Jalen Johnson can't shoot. Ah, you can't move him to the three. Yeah. Exactly. They ain't got no shooters. Ah, yeah. Maybe, not. maybe. Oh no, the Pelicans won't work either. Zion really ain't got no jumper. No, he can't. <laughs> it would have to be a team that got at least three shooters on the court and one non-shooter, including Edie. I couldn't even name you on the Well, but I mean, right so he's but he's high in the draft starts right now. So you think he, he shot would, up from yeah. second from day two guy second rounder to lottery pick, which is crazy. But yeah, y'all, my my team I want to see and I hope to see is Kansas versus UConn. I feel like that's best on best. Both are physical. Both attack the glass both rebound hard mm-hmm. i feel like that's just a match made right there hopefully that will happen but moving on to the next question fellas who is the freshman player of the year mike freshman player of the year come on say it with me in my opinion <laughs> say it with me i'm not gonna say jeremy James. oh my gosh <laughs> who is it in my opinion i'd say reese shepherd i think i had him on my thing i think reese shepherd is the has been from start to finish even the most consistent freshman and not most only, consistent for sure yeah not only that was that he was able to step up in a role where wagner was hurt that he still made those games for Kentucky competitive. And he played the point. He's a two guard, actually. Yeah. I mean, he averaged 18 points on better than 14 shots per game compared to eight points and 4.6 shots per game on his previous five contests.
this. So, I mean, he's, he's been hooping. And I think he's still shooting above 50% from three. You got to think, fellas. I'm only saying Jared McCain, and here's my reason why. Jeremy Roach has been on and off injury. Mm -hmm. Tyrese Proctor on and off injury. And when Tyrese is playing, sometimes he's a no-show. Sometimes he's back in Melbourne, Australia. Sometimes. Respectfully. Sometimes he does not show up. Kyle Filipowski, yes, he is there, granted. But he's not the Kyle Filipowski from last year. So this the reason why we're ranked number nine is because of Jared McCain. I'm not going to lie, though. Simply Jared McCain. Like, the reason why we're still in the top 10, the reason why we're still relevant is because Jared McCain. If Jared McCain was not has not been playing great and been a no-show, we would be terrible. We would probably late 20s or unranked, respectfully, as a Duke fan. Y'all play Miami, right? Yeah, we play Miami today, tomorrow, tomorrow, Wednesday. Okay. I mean, shooting 41% from three. 40, 46, game, 46 from the field. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but you can't disregard the first uh, month of the season, uh, the entire month of November, where he didn't, he was spotty at best. He was spotty. No, I will give, he was spotty. When we need knock, when we need him knock down big threes, he wasn't there. But now since, like, going into 2024, it was like, all right, that light that light flashing, he, he's, seen, he's seen what John Shaw has been telling him since the summer, shoot the ball, stop passing, shoot the ball. And he really showed that against Florida State. Granted, yes, Florida State's not the Florida State, but he showed what he can show in the NBA. Uh, two other guys I wouldn't want to. I want to throw in this conversation is actually Kobe Walter and then Cody Williams as well. They For deserve sure. some consideration. For sure. I think if Cody Williams didn't miss as many games as he did and was a little bit more consistent and efficient, I feel like he would be a no-brainer. That seems to be like a theme when it comes to players of the year and like especially off rookie player of the year. Was it, was it rookie uh, or uh, freshman? Uh, freshman, freshman? Freshman. Freshman player of the year is, is injuries is who's coming up and like stepping up because I know that again for Fareed he had to come in for DJ Wagner when he was hurt and again switched and played the point he's, he's leading the, the nation in three point shots right now so who's willing to step up and play play their part in the game speaking about who's willing to step up and play their part in the game who right now whether it's freshman or not has the ability to either rise their stock their draft stock or lower their draft stock right now hmm. easy for me Stephon Castle I think right now in a good way or a bad way Cause I feel like I feel like ever since the game in Madison Square Garden, I believe it's against St. John. Yeah, he been I feel like since then he's been hooping. Yeah, but I think if he continues what he's doing, I think he'll play himself back into that top twenty conversation. Yeah, but if he doesn't, then it's gonna be like okay, he is it gonna be a late first round guy, or is he gonna be a second round guy? So I'm surprised you didn't say DJ, DJ Wagner. I think DJ, DJ was my other guy. I think okay. DJ can. He has a great uh, SEC tournament in March Madness. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody took him in the lottery. And sticking with uh, SEC, I'm gonna go with Rob Dillingham. Nobody's gonna say Isaiah Collier. I, ah, USC. I don't. Are they gonna make that Plato tournament? I don't. From what it looks like, I don't think so. But I think I think he is where he is. I think he's gonna be a late first round guy. Because the Miami Heat is projected. Miami Heat. That's where I want yeah, DJ you, to go. You know, you know how we Ooh, do with development. Now. Isaiah fits way better with Miami Heat culture than DJ. No, DJ's a yes. Uh -uh. <laughs> they need a facilitator. Who's a better facilitator? Isaiah, but exactly. But Isaiah also turns the ball over way more. You're right, but like <laughs> I just like that fit. Like I just I just love that fit. I I think they should go guard and with their first overall pick, with their first round pick this year. Oh yeah, for sure. We need, <laughs> we need oh, yeah, because Lowry, yeah. Saying, yes, we need a guard. Yeah, because Lowry wasn't. Hey, what is that running the point now? I think we have Terry in the Terry oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Terry, but Terry's been hurt now, and this All Star weekend's coming up clutch because he had something with his, his I think it was his ankle injury, and then 
Josh Richardson dislocated his shoulder. We are in desperate need of, of a guard. All right, fellas, now let's hop in some NFL. Yes, NFL has been real quiet lately, but a lot of these teams have some big and interesting moves they need to make to keep their team in line to mm -hmm. either potentially go back to where they were or even excel. So now we're going to hop into some franchise tag list and best destinations. Now, these names I'm about to list off are people that can either get franchise tag and return back to their teams, or if not, we're going to give our prediction on where they fit best for the next upcoming team. Now, I'm going to start off with the first person, Josh Allen, linebacker for the Jags. Does he get franchise tag or does he go somewhere else? Because of how he performed this season, I think it's going to be a tag just because they, the Jaguars are going to want to match his contract, depending on where he is projected to go if he goes anywhere. I think he gets tagged. There should be no question. He needs to get tagged. Yeah. For me, I think it all depends on if they want to make a big push for T. Higgins. That's true. Because I think if they want to make a push for T. Higgins, obviously his contract is going to be massive. So they would probably let him walk if they want T. Higgins. Mm, that but, makes sense. So you have to make a decision with that. But if I had to like bet my money on it, I'd probably say they, they, uh, he stays with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this is my favorite one. This is what Saquon yeah. Barkley. Does Squad. he go back? Or does he go to a new team? Do they franchise tag him? What they do? If I'm Saquon, man, I'm 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 testing the market. You I mean you had you had your you had your uh your time in, in New York and wasn't the seasons you you hoped for. I know he had dealing with injuries, but the market for a running back is high right now. For and, sure. Um, contrary to how they want to pay running backs, everybody needs a good running back on their team. You saw that with the Chiefs with Pacheco. You need a good solid piece mm -hmm. to move the ball. Now, right now, if the Cowboys don't go after, looking <laughs> at Mike right now, if the Cowboys don't go after um was derrick henry yeah derrick henry if they don't go after derrick henry i think saquon should be their backup option man i'm gonna keep saying it h-town come to h-town like what are we doing i know you don't want to pay them state taxes anymore <laughs> i know you want to live at large live live fun cj Stroud, young up-and-coming talent right there go to h-town and when it happens that could be a dangerous parent just know i said first on here you might yeah that's h-town i think when you are front office and you see you have a superstar quarterback and he's on a rookie contract you do whatever you can to build around him right now while before he gets to the big and payday. i believe they have their top three in cap right now they're top three with the most cap yeah, exactly so i think i think it's a saquon or bus if i'm houston for sure or Derek Henry, unless if they can get yeah <laughs> there's also been reports saying they're not going to give him the franchise tag so jeffrey Hood might be on to something. <laughs> Next guy, Brian Burns. Mm. The Pan end, Panthers. They haven't reached a long-term deal. The Panthers they tag him or they let him go? Complete rebuild. Uh, so I, they let him go. Yeah. Where, where does he go, though? Who's in market for a defensive end? Who needs a pass rusher? I mean, the Bucks could use one. The Bucks, but then again, you, you take it, you're going to take Mike Evans' money. That's, yeah, that's, that's another money issue. Dang, man, I don't know. I, but I, he needs to get out of Carolina, though. H-Town, what's up? H-Town, <laughs> what's up? It's like, the H-Town advocate right here. H-Town? What's up? Nah, honestly, I think who oh, the commanders could use him. Mm. The Patriots could use him for sure because they have the money. That's always what I'm saying because they have the money. That's the only two. That's the only two things I envision right now. Because the market you, for a defensive lineman isn't really high. No. And Brian Burns is he's not a great pass rusher, but he's but good he can he can get back to what he used to be. Yeah. Easily. What do you think, though, Mike? Immediately, I went to the Chargers. I think their defense could really use somebody like Brian Burns, and then bringing in Harbaugh, obviously the defense first guy. So I think that that'd probably be my ideal spot for. Uh, Burn. I don't know if they have the cap, but I, if you want it, you'll make it work. Next guy, Kyle Duggar, safety from the Patriots. Tag. 
the Patriots say they need the secondary still. I say tag. I don't think he goes anywhere. Yeah. If you ask me though, I feel like they have the money. They got the third overall pick. You might as well keep Eric, keep all your ducks in a row and figure out after the draft because you're gonna have to spend that money. And it starts with Kyle Duggar. Yeah, I agree. You might. Yeah, he's staying with the Patriots. Nothing, nothing much to say there. I think he's gonna stay with the Patriots. Next guy, T. Higgins, wide receiver. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. Why Jax? Everybody's pointing towards Jax right now. I mean, he's gonna reunite with his college quarterback. Obviously, I think isn't Jamar Chase coming up for a big uh, coming up for a big payday? That's next year. That's next year. I believe it's next year. And I think that'll interfere if he you know signs a lucrative deal. So I'm gonna say Jacksonville. I'm gonna say Jacksonville. I think he goes back. I think he goes back. But if he does go back, they have to release or let go of Tyler Boyd. Mm, yeah. And if I'm a GM, I'm looking at either T Higgins or Tyler Boyd. I think I know the obvious answer is T Higgins. Especially if you can get Burrow back for sure. Get the AFC back in and swing. they. I mean, they already took down the Chiefs once. Let's let's not like I they can't do it again. I think the Bengals will take a step back, though. It's like all the weapons, that that matters. And obviously, I think losing a guy like Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins, regardless, I think they're going to take a step back. I don't. I mean, but you could get a wide receiver in the second, third round. Re- well, really, they need offensive line help one. Yes, that's the main So main may, maybe like third or fourth round, you you could get like a Lad McConkey, you know, some some slight. You but don't you need know nothing what? crazy. Now that you say that, they might honestly tag him because, it, like you said, they, they'll need more more help on the interior with the line yeah so keep your weapons drop tyler boyd and yeah i mean that makes sense makes sense makes sense next guy josh jacobs running back for the raiders does he get tagged or does he go Jim, you got some i really don't know about this one uh i'm going to say the eagles whoa why because why do they have that running back now swift swift no no swift's about to leave it was a one-year deal yeah swift's gone. so they lost miles sanders after the super bowl yeah they're about to lose swift mm-hmm. i think you see how they performed with miles sanders as mm-hmm. they're running back in the super bowl yeah on their super bowl run so I believe if you get Josh Jacobs, I think that'll put them back in contention. But then you got to think about it. Do they have enough money to get other players like... Like on the decent side of the ball. Yeah, because that's what they more need help than a running back. That secondary, you know what happened when the San Francisco 49ers pulled up. You know what happened when the Bucks yeah. took them down easily. Yeah. You got to think about it, though. They need more than just a running back. You know, a running back's great. Like, it's, it's, more, it's more entertaining, more enticing than a DB, for sure. But I feel like they're smart enough to go ahead and get Legereus Sneed or whoever is in the DB market right now. He's, he's coming home. He's staying. We're going to get to that. Hey, I think if... if <laughs> we're going to get to that. If, if Jacob walks, I think another... I said the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yes. Yes, I'm about to say the Cowboys. Yes, and yes. Tony Cowboys. Parr was not cutting it. He wasn't. And you're going to need another another duo to go with that backfield. And yeah. he probably has a lower contract leaving out of Vegas. So it's another one-two punch you're going to need. It's either the Cowboys or the Raiders. I couldn't see him going anywhere The else. thing is, they also needed a downhill runner, which is why I like Derrick Henry going to the Cowboys. Because mm-hmm. Pollard is good. He's Decent in space. I like Derrick Henry to the Raven to the Ravens. Ooh, that's nasty. That's terrifying. That is nasty. <laughs> that is just especially like especially if they get back to that RPO. Exactly. Man. I think it's gonna be a running back carousel with Jacob becoming free agent. Henry Saquon. Saquon. Yeah, it's gonna be a nice look running back carousel. So I could definitely see somebody going to Tennessee, somebody going to Baltimore, Cowboys. So it'll be crazy when free agency. Jalen Johnson. Now brief history about Jalen Johnson. The 49ers are supposed to get him. We didn't get that deal done before trade deadline, which I don't know what was going on with John Lynch but you know it's fine John Lynch because you got some stuff making up but Jalen Johnson do they franchise tag him or does he go somewhere else so mm-hmm. Johnson he said he wants to stay in Chicago yeah I think he might get tagged here but I would I would if I had to bet some money I, I, I couldn't see him anywhere else if you really that's what I'm saying me, like, yeah I, I think it's just bears it's bears or nothing for me and outside of that I mean the, like you said the stock for a cornerback isn't very high right now Mm-mm. 
a lot of teams have their guys, especially in the secondaries, but there are certain teams that are going to be missing out on the secondary, like you said. With the, For sure. Uh, what team were you just talking about? I'm sorry. The Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. Yeah. The Eagles, they could build a secondary, but I don't see them leaving Chicago. I would also throw in the Raiders in this conversation as well. Raiders a sleeper pick. I like that. I think the Raiders can build something nice in the offseason. Obviously, they're in the division with Mahomes, so it'll be tough to compete. Mm-hmm. So I would just, I would, you know, look towards Las Vegas to see if they can do something in free agency, but obviously I wouldn't expect too much. But that would probably be my second pick if I didn't say Chicago. Justin Matabike, defensive tackle for the Ravens. Got to tag. Need need defense line. Yeah. I'm with y'all. Yeah. I feel like if they don't tag, he goes. Okay, let me, let me break this down. If the Ravens do not tag him, he goes to the Chiefs. And if the and if the if the Chiefs don't tag Chris Jones, he leaves and goes somewhere else. Probably to the Ravens or somebody else. That yeah. That's my that's it might work like that. That's how I'm thinking. With the AFC, you you gotta have a solid defensive line. You have too. to. You have to. It's, it's too many elite quarterbacks that get out the pocket exactly. easily. Too many. Next guy, yo guy. Good old <laughs> Baker. Mayfield. Good old Baker. Listen, man. He earned his contract. No, he did for he sure. Did. He earned his contract. Mil? But hold on. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Man, they didn't need to sign me listen, to 40 mil. Listen, they signed in 40. Listen. Baker earned his contract. He for played sure. well in the playoffs. No one counted us to get that far. I didn't. I'd be the first to say <laughs> That being said, 40 mil, considering what we have to consider with Winfield and Mike Evans, is a little high in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But Baker's going to walk if you don't pay him. I, I don't know who else we would draft that late in, in, where in would the draft. Go, though? Exactly. And it doesn't make sense for him to leave. I got somewhere. I think he'll go to the Patriots. The Patriots don't seem like a team that would no. draft a young quarterback. No. Like, I could see it. No. Because, listen, you have three-headed snake right there. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Right. After that, no offense, but, like, the quarterback, it's like a drop-off. That's what I'm saying. The quarterback pool is not so, very high. And you got Mac Jones right now. Are we serious right now? And you know how the Patriots operate, so it's like... It, it's, it's new operations with the head coach. You're right. <laughs> Bill ain't in Jerry there no Mayo. more to make them calls. You're right. You're right. 100%. But so I think he'll probably stay with the Bucks though. But if I had to throw another team, I'd probably say the Patriots. I just hope they, re- they kind of renegotiate a little bit. Shave like a meal off yeah. the contract just to help me sleep better at night. Man, you ain't <laughs> sleep better at night at all, regardless. <laughs> Next guy, Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Colts. I think he stays. That's I think he stays. Yeah, I think he stays. Same thing with the Saquon conversation. You got a young quarterback, right. Anthony Richardson. You want to have some weapons around him, see what he can do. They got to draft O-line, keep him healthy, too. Yes, sir. Next guy, Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle for the Dolphins. Now, what I saw on ESPN, they said the Patriots. I get it because of the money, but I don't think he's going to cop out for some money when you could get more wins and money versus just money and we're losses. Anyway, Miami. I was going to yeah. say, I, th- I feel anyway, like we're on top of that. Miami yeah. over, like, yeah. Yeah, he going to stay. Man. And again, AFC, need a defensive line. Next guy, like I said, Chris Jones. He's staying. All right, so the Legereus need out. No. They're both staying. You can't. You can't. You, you can't franchise too. You can't franchise. Can't you pay? You can't no. give him a contract. You think Legereus ain't gonna take the snub that's, of money? We gonna throw after how he money, just performed though. in the playoffs? I'm telling you, he ain't taking no pay cuts. Really they're both, right they're both gonna stay. So probably, somebody has to take a pay cut. Who's willing to take that pay cut? Because Chris Jones already did that. And it's honestly, it's what do you want to lose more out of your secondary, which you can build out of this draft class. That's yeah, now a few I got underrated you. DBs. Okay, now okay, I got you. Yep. If you pose the question to me, like, which one do I want to lose? Yeah, let me pose that to you. Which one do you want to lose? Say Legereus need because we got Carlothis in the draft as an edge, mm-hmm. and then I don't know how you know with the draft like how there's some, to draft there's some a, DBs that are gonna fall to this like a round. superstar tackle. So I would just say I think it's more easier to draft and develop a, a defensive, defensive back, back than, than it is to an interior line. That's my thing. Mm, it's easy to develop. Let me tell you, as a 49ers fan, we have a guy named Ambry <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> 
We have a guy named Ambry Thomas. I can play DB and get burnt just like him with this pay cut. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, man, to find a decent, a decent good one-two punch as far as cornerback. See, it's how, hard. You see how McDuffie developed in two years? So I think if we draft another, but he's younger. You're right. If we draft another defensive back at the end of the first round this year. So, so who are you thinking? There's a couple. There's a couple DBs out there, Let but see. there's not that. There's like a small group handful that stands out, and the rest is like we taking a real flyer because we don't really know what he looks like. Give me one second. Let me. You know, click something up real quick. I just want to see who they got us mocked. They have us. Troy Franklin, wide receiver. Okay. I could see us taking the wide yeah, receiver. You need another receiver. Yeah, because I'm drops ain't going to cut it. Cooper DeGene. <laughs> Cooper DeGene's gone. You can't use, I, I you know, can't use gonna, Coop. Yeah, I don't Kool know. Kool-Aid going to be gone. Lasher going to be gone. Yeah, Mitchell going to be gone. You got to look day two type. Yeah, you got to do. It's going to be tough. Because you're, you're going to need to either draft a lineman or you're going to need to draft a, another receiver, most likely a receiver. Do, who do they have going to the Chiefs? Oh, you said Troy. Troy Franklin. Yeah. yeah. Out of Oregon, yeah. What do they have Bowers going? Oh, Chargers. No, they have him at 16 to the Seattle Seahawks. And I would Seahawks cry. Now, last time I saw it was Chargers. Yeah, no, okay. it's, it's new Seattle Seahawks. I would cry. Okay, you got, obviously, I just said uh, DeGene. You got Arnold. You got He's going to be gone. He's going to be gone. Quinion Mitchell from Toledo. He's going to be gone. Because he stood out in uh, yeah. Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. He's going to be gone. Senior Bowl. He had a great, great tape, too. For sure. If you if you look Long, at his lengthy, hips and ball yeah. skills, man. Bro, I just named five corners. Five corners aren't going in the first round. I promise you they're <laughs> going to go in the first round. You need DBs. Maybe. Maybe Lasseter, maybe Lasseter out of Georgia, maybe, maybe. But after that, I don't. It gets real sticky after Lasseter from Georgia. Okay, so I'm right here. I'm looking at the rankings. It got Cooper DeGene ranked one, Wiggins, mm -hmm. Kool-Aid McKinstry, Arnold, Lasseter at five, and then Quinn Mitchell at six. You know what? After, after yeah. six, it's done. Like them, them gone. They're they are gone after six. Like, five DBs in the first round is kind of crazy. That's what but I'm but I would. But it's not. It's not surprise. It's not going to be a shocker. It wouldn't. But it's like when's the last time that happened? That's like I don't even remember the last time. Like you yeah, only see five quarterbacks taken or like <laughs> i'm telling you, you them dbs them dbs is finna get took real a lot of older dbs there's a lot of DB older dbs and you got tyreek hill running straight past them <laughs> like, they gonna need some speed and they need some youth but i don't know i think we're gonna go corner or wide receiver for the first pick you gotta go receiver you have to go receiver you have to but it's like how much faith do they have in Rashid rice and develop a lot of faith so it's like if you when you have those conversations fly you like okay but do you want do you want a two-headed snake or you want a three-headed snake which one sounds and the better? thing is though you're dealing with issues that you had last season going into next season if you don't have another receiver you're gonna have the exact same success rate you had in the regular season because it wasn't as it wasn't yeah. to the chief standards they've had better regular seasons right. what i'm saying yeah yeah this is by far their worst regular season from home there and to that point it was because of their lack of depth and performance at the receiver dang and we still want a super bowl all right anyways <laughs> let's hire some hoops fellas all-star weekend just took place what are you guys thoughts on all-star weekend i'm start with you mike outside of the three-point contest i have no problem with the all-star game actually because it it's was a, abysmal no it's, no it's an all-star game it's like what you want these players no, to do i no. turned it off normally at half but nope. like outside like the saturday night i think saturday night needs to be better uh the three-point contest is I th good i think saturday night was well i feel like the rising star challenge the rising yeah. star game let alone three-point contest carried all-star weekend but I mean, i'm talking about carried. like skills competition dump yes contest. i'm saying those need to be better. The skills were straight. It was decent, but it's like, bro, you got players not knowing what to, like, how to go through the course and stuff like that. Blaine Paulo, that's your man's, right? Scotty Barnes losing Scotty, the ball. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty 
bars. No, he started backwards, bro. He's terrible. No, Ant with the left hand. I said, yeah, we can't be serious right now. But normally, I'm team... I let the players have fun. All star. That was too much fun, dog. I mean, did you see the cl the clip with Luca throwing the uh, the off, off the, the backboard, backboard trying to dunk it? You don't he do ain't that. Got no bounce yeah. like that. Luca no. and Yoke, they they don't care about this all star stuff, but it's like they gonna get in every year. So yeah, what do you do? I, well, okay, I feel what, like what I feel you, like we might have to put money in their faces now. To I was play, gonna say like what the NCAA tournament because the, um, they took it to heart when they found that the extra pay cut coming their way. What do you think some ways to combat that are? Because the one that I've seen thrown around so much was that Easton. West winner takes home court advantage for the finals. Yeah, but I seen that. But they was like, if I'm Giannis and I got Jason Tatum on my team, right? Why would I help you get home court advantage? Exactly. But then it's like it, it requires you to play harder because now if I you think, win, you have home court. I advantage. think it comes down to money. Right. I think they want more money. Just yeah, like they, they want to get paid. So we might as well throw the money just like the NCAA tournament. Throw them some more money to play for real. Why the heck am I, I as an All Star, voted above all these other NBA players, gonna go out there and risk my health while other people get to kick back on the couch, watch the game, and have about a week? Week or two off. I'm not gonna lie though, but at some point we gotta stop saying like, oh, risk my health, risk my health. This is what you signed up for. This is why you play the game. No, for exactly. sure, but no, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that's why they would want to get paid. Oh yeah, absolutely. But oh, I just some money no, you're, you're an athlete, man. Go out there and play. Yeah. If you I really love the game, money. you just hoop. Where, where are they gonna get the money for that though? Oh, NBA got, got money. money. They'll find a way to make them play. You know, Adam Silver is because it. because I'm a fan. I'm coming to All Star Weekend and I go to the All Star game and y'all just like lack lack of days of cool. I'm like, what am I? Why do I waste all my money why'd i waste my hard-earned money from wherever i got this money from to watch you do this okay so do you think they should switch to a more format similar to the pro bowl where it's not like serious basketball where they have like king of the court or something or three on three tournament they probably would even want just something for the fans not really they probably would even do that I doubt that it would even do that either. I don't know. NBA is real tricky. Pro Bowl, like the flag football thing, I'd be turning it off too. I just I, I like the flag football. It'd be fun because it's, but it's then entertaining. It be but seven, when you watch a when you watch football in the off season, especially when it comes to like high school and even college practices, if you've been around it, those players get so hyped for seven on seven. Now you put that out with some of the best skilled players in the NFL. It's entertaining for the fans. No one wants to watch two hand touch with full pads out there. If you gonna give me two hand touch, at least give me Jamar Chase Moss or somebody. <laughs> like. I don't know. That's real. That's my two cents. Now, fellas, since All-Star Weekend has ended and a lot of teams are hot right now, I'm going to start with one team that's hot, the Mavs. Back to work. Could you see the Dallas Mavericks as a dark horse for the Western Conference Finals? What did I say last week, Jalen? What did you say? <laughs> they can get to the Finals. Oh, you know, you do the finals. He, he said yeah. all the way to the Western. No, he said to the finals finals. Yeah, to the finals. Okay, how? I mean, I, I think they're hot as well. I said but they're dark horse for the Western. They're conference. six and zero in their last six games. Yeah, since yeah. the trade, they've been hot. Yeah. Right, and then obviously the West is tight and compact. It's Extremely. Like they're one game back of the fifth seed. They're four games back of the three seed, four seed. It's like you go on another good run like this. Denver's been, you know, spotty. They're five and five in their last. The six. Clippers. The Clippers are nice. Dangerous. I know. That's why I said the four seed. I'll probably say the ceiling, but the Clippers. I think the Clippers are still. If they continue to play how they played throughout the first half of the season, if, I can see the Mavs being a top four team and hosting a first half If I get a James Harden that don't no show, there's no way the Mavs are getting past them. But we say that we say that every year. If we get James Harden like this, if we get James Harden like that. It's like we know if history tells me anything, James Harden's gonna flat out in the playoffs. But if he don't, he will. It's inevitable. 
<laughs> like I said, what if he does it? If he doesn't, then I mean, even if he does, I still think the Clippers can make it to the Western Conference Finals. I, I like him as a dark horse for sure. I, I think just because the addition of Daniel Gafford. Yeah, I was gonna say because Derek Lively, yes, great guy, Duke alum by the way, shout out. But I think sometimes he gets a little injury. He's a little bit injury prone, and you, you, that front line is depleted right after he's mm -hmm. gone. You got Daniel, Daniel Gafford that will sprint up and down the court, lob threat, good pick and rolls. And, and to my point, I, I said this last episode. I think is that the Mavs they had a problem towards the later end of the playoffs where they just couldn't stay healthy and consistent within the rotation. And the now defense is add, upgraded. Yes, and now you can't add play no defense. defense to, so that's why I, I think they're a sleeper in the Western Conference Finals, but between the Thunder and the Clippers to the Finals, I mean... I feel like they get past it. And you can't count wait, on Jokic wait, in, the, in the... Wait, before I was going to say they get past the Thunder. It depends. It depends. As we move forward, I have to see how the Thunder look and I have to see how the Mavs look before we end the playoffs for me to say that. But I think it would be tight. That would be a series like must-watch yeah. from Game it's 1 to Game 7. I think every series will be must-watch in the West. In the West, like, for sure. Like it, it has to be. It's, it's like, gonna be way more entertaining. Every team got a superstar. Every team is box office. Timberwolves, will they hold on to the number one seed? I don't know. It's looking like it, but the Thunder are right there behind the Clippers. How far are the Lakers out from playing? The Clippers are in the plan. They're uh, I'm the Lakers. Uh, oh, like out of the plan? Yeah. Uh three and a half games. Oh never mind. So it's like they could turn around too, but the Thunder come out a couple games with the Clippers, the Wizards, and Rockets back to back. Say that one more time. Rockets back to back. Okay. Clippers, Wizards, Rockets back to back, and then the Spurs, and then the Suns. That's I think. What, I think if they win that first game, it's the Clippers coming back out. They're gonna go on a nice little streak. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Too. All right. Now on the on the East spectrum, Doc Rivers. Let, let's let's address it because when he's when he stepped in, I said I don't know. I mean, Doc Rivers always had Hall of Famers. Yeah, but he's never he's never performed. But he's a he's a great coach in my eyes. But when it comes to that moment, he never performs. My question, to you guys, is can Doc Rivers and the Bucks turn it around? In my opinion, they ha they have too much talent not to. Man, I mean, it's it's a loaded team. Still, you added Patrick Beverly now too, so you added more defense when you lost Drew Holiday, which was a, which they didn't have a huge drop off in their defensive performance, but it adds another level of tenacity to that team. They added Pat Bev, locker room culture guy, exactly defensive guy as well. They can turn around but i don't know they need lillard to get hot and go back to being they, Dan lillard they they need lillard from the all-star game yes that's, that's what i need. was about to say i don't know that's what happened in the all-star game but that that was the damian lillard we were supposed to see all season if the playoffs ended today they would play the pacers in the first round Ooh, and that, we know the, the community wants that the pacers have their number this year and it's like i would say the pacers gonna win that series that's the crazy part so i don't know the defense has been poor this year damian lillard hasn't been like the damian lillard that we've seen so i don't know how he became a starter in the all-star game but i would just uh, can they turn it around? They, I think so. Cause they listen, can, they but. they start off, they start off with the 76ers, no Joel Embiid. Then they yeah. played the Hornets. Okay, cool. Yeah. Brandon Miller's been cooking, but okay, cool. Rookie Hornets again. Then the Bulls. Then they have a test against the Clippers, and then they have the Warriors. Bulls isn't a team you can sleep on in the East, though. Mm -hmm. It's not, but like they not should still handle fun. business. I mean, shoot, we the Heat beat Bucks without Jimmy and Jay Rich and Scary Terry. They they need to handle business. Like these couple games right here, they need to handle business and they need to address the elephant in the room because Doc already came out and said, I don't know why they put me in this position like he already has his excuse ready to go <laughs> i mean high and ready little caesars call him little caesars like high and ready to go wow. he always has excuses but i think you cannot have excuses because if you don't get the job done here you're never getting hired again i i see it i don't think oh, he's ever nah, getting hired again nah, that's it got to get it done
So it's like it's championship or so bust for him. I was gonna say is the finals or bust? Yes, hundred yes. percent. Yes, there should be no excuse. There should be no excuse. You should not win what over five games out of these eight games I just named. There should be no excuse. Five, maybe six. No excuse. The Clippers, I can I, I can give you a loss on that. But every other game you should win, mm -hmm. convincingly. I agree. Convincingly. Now, fellas, ah, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's, it's finna be an end of an era. You have LeBron coming towards the end, Curry coming towards the end, mm. Kevin Durant coming towards the end. End of a great basketball era. But who will get their last title before it's all said and done? Oh, this is gonna be hard. Um, I didn't know how far the Lakers were out of the playing. Oh yeah, it's far. I, I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> it's far, uh, but they're hot though. But it's far. so I had LeBron originally, but honestly, if he were to win one, it may not be with the Lakers. I think he may move on, especially with Bronny coming to the league here soon. He who he got he'll politics. So so you believe in that Warriors whole trade? What happened? I don't know about the whole Warriors oh, okay. trade. I don't I know that you, specifically. I thought you were on that way. No, not specifically. But my point was LeBron doesn't take kindly to too many losing seasons. He has a, a standard he set for himself. When things don't go his way, he will go out of his way to either politic and make his team better, or he'll move on. I mean, he took his silence to South Beach. He went back home, won a chip, went to the Lakers, things weren't working out, made some trades, won a chip. I, I don't see this trend stopping, and he has a, another legacy. He, people still saying he's chasing Jordan. I don't think he's chasing Jordan. What I feel mean, like, passed? yeah, he passed him. He I passed feel like, <laughs> I feel like the points and everything in terms of rings make, makes up makes up for the loss of rings. I was talking about in terms of rings. Yeah, I'm I'm saying the points and just his impact on the league in the game. Yeah, for sure, makes up for the rings that he does not have to, towards Jordan. Now, will I argue with a Jordan defender about this? No, not yeah, I'm not, not doing I'm, that. That's a waste of that's my breath. Terrible for my health. What you think, though, Mike? Who's getting the last one for us all said and done? I would probably say KD. I'm with you. I was just because I think the West is too competitive, though. It is, but it's like it is. But he already he already he has, has the he, he already has, has the talent right that's next what I'm to saying. him. He yeah. already has the team. But if you're Steph or LeBron, LeBron has the talent next to him too. It's just I don't know. Does it's he not really? For them. Does he really? And he's been hooping though. D'Lo and AD's been hooping, but when when have we seen D'Lo hoop for real? For real? You know, last year in the playoffs against he's Denver, he playoffs. was a no show. Yeah. So. But I would just say for Steph, it's like you'd have to make a move for them to be back in playoff contention yeah. or title contention, should I say. For LA, it's like your guard play needs to be a lot better and you got to make a move for a guy like Trey Young or DeJounte Murray or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's like that'd be tough. But for KD, you already have Booker and Bill next to you. Y'all stay healthy. Y'all going to be straight. I like the KD answer as well. I think the talent is there. I believe in Frank Vogel, even though he got kicked out of LA. I still believe in Frank Vogel. He is the guy for them. Talent is there. Hope, hopefully, the GM gets it right because don't treat like NBA 2K and think it's my league and do your own thing. But I feel like they handle business. They have a great chance of ending off KD with one more ring before it's all said and done. Speaking about this era slowly coming to an end, who will be the face once it's all said and done? Once LeBron retires, who will be the face of the league? So I'm, I'm confused about this question because it's like, is it who is face the or next faces? Generation? No, but I'm saying who's considered the next generation? Like, what age group of players is that? Tatum and down. Yeah, so like 26, 25 and down. Okay. If the Celtics can get a ring, I'm going to go Tatum. I have three. I have three faces. My first face is Jason Tatum. Okay. My second face is Shea. And my oh, third like face that. is Ty Tyrese Halliburton. What? I feel like they're going to choose Tyrese Halliburton because he's so happy, mm. joyful. He shows that good spirit. I feel like. And he just, and he passes and just love, love he loves passing. Like he's trying to push that passing era back. He, so. he, hear me out in terms of effect on the game and mm -hmm. who kind of reminds me of this, of like going into the next era. He kind of reminds me of like a Damian Lillard. Like who? He, 
Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. He's like, he's little, little miss with magic. Exactly. And he's loyal to his fan base. He, like you said, he's like. What you mean? Why you made that face for? Because this is the question was who's the face of the league? I said face or faces. I, I named three. I, I, I didn't agree with the Halliburton take. I was just saying he reminds me of a Damian Lillard who isn't really a face of the league, but he's still a prominent name. Who did you say again? I said um Tatum. Nobody said Wimby? It's no, still too early. I feel like it's too no. early. He's in his first season. I mean, like, gosh. Wimby is like that, though. He's it's like, like oh, he is, but. Who knows if he has an injury or something? Nobody okay, that tall okay, should be Okay, that fine. Day. Okay, fine. Let me give you five faces. Fine. I already named my three. I put Ant. Ant was going to be my second choice. Ant yeah, and Wimby. Ant and Wimby. I mean, for me, I think it's kind of, like, ironic. I would probably say Ant, Paolo, and Wimby. The team number one overall pick from the Rising Star Skills Challenge. So, I mean, that's just my three. <laughs> Your face. But I don't, because I don't see Tatum winning. I don't see You don't see the Celtics Shay. I would see Shay. Shay's a good one Yeah just because how they, how they market him His whole Instagram thing And just the team As a whole Speaking of market That's why I like Ant too With this whole Adidas campaign Yeah I think yeah. he's marketable He's yeah. very marketable But I would say Wimby That would probably be my number one choice As the face of the league Yeah I can see that he's I think it's marketable. too early But I can see it I mean they was already Marketing him Before he even he Got drafted on the NBA, <laughs> Yeah uh, but I mean The same like, way with Zion And Zion didn't live up to expectations either But nobody put Zion As far as As far as like Marketing as Wimby no, no. In terms of marketing? And Wimby stayed healthy throughout they, his rookie season. They gave bro a nickname before it even started. They said he's an alien. A and they pushed the whole alien commercial <laughs> and all that. Like I didn't see that one. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of, of all the times they made comparisons to Zion when they were talking about his draft capability. Oh, this is going to be the closest thing we have to LeBron coming out the league. They said know? that about Wimby. They literally had a whole debate on NBA Today saying... If, if LeBron and Wimby came out at the same time, who would you pick? Yeah. Like, they was not saying that about Zion. I love Zion, but they was not saying that about him. Man, I, I guess I got to watch some more than that. <laughs> they was not <laughs> saying that about him. Yeah, I would say Wimby, though. Well, fellas, this is the end of the show. Now we're getting to my favorite part, the shout-outs. I want to first and foremost thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for all the stuff he's done for me as a whole, for my family, and for my friends. Also, shout-out my family back home. Shout-out to my friends. Shout-out to the guys in the studio. It's glad I'm glad to be back after, shoot, two weeks, maybe? Something like that. But I'm just glad getting back. Shake off the rust. So apologize for a little bit rusty. But that's it. I just want to thank God, man. I want to thank my family back home, uh, my friends for listening to the podcast and supporting. I also give a shout out to all of some of the smaller sports here at FAMU. Uh, sophomore Rebecca Gaines was part of the win with Gra win over Grambling, 3-0 win over Grambling, which pushes the tennis program to 14 straight SWAC victories. And she, I got a chance to do a quick interview with her. She says, quote, we are feeling very confident. It's still very early, but we know we put in the work. We are prepared because of our tough out-of-conference schedule, but we're getting there. So shout out to the tennis team. Yeah, first and foremost, I want to thank my Lord and Savior. You know, without him, I wouldn't be able to do what I do and do what I love. So, obviously, I got to give thanks to him. I got to give thanks to the guys in the studio, obviously, for pushing me to become a better person every day, but better analyst, you know, get better at my takes, you feel me? Even though my takes yeah, my takes better. be A1 from day one. But <laughs> No, no, listen, b before you finish, this man in the group chat said, if we get Klay Thompson, we're 100% winning. Oh, the my God, yeah. And 50 games. Ladies and gentlemen, soak that in real quick. We're going to win 45 this year, so it's like... Soak that in real quick, ladies and gentlemen, because you if they do get Clay Thompson the next year, with Clay Thompson as an, if if they do get Clay Thompson next finger, year, ladies and gentlemen, if they get it next year, remember this episode. We'll go right to the ending and then send it to him. So I, I, can, see. I can't wait till we get Clay. But but uh, go ahead. Like I was saying, you know, gotta give thanks to the guys, thanks to the family for pushing me as well put me in position to succeed but yeah that's about it halftime of the playmakers is produced in the studios of WANM fm 90.5 in the school of journalism and graphic communication at florida a&m university